1: When did Jesus have your back? That still small voice, it whispers in your ear, check your tire pressure or check the power steering fluid when you never even heard of power steering fluid. It may whisper, don't take that road or, or wait a few minutes before you leave. The question today is when did Jesus have your back? We have lines open. We need to hear from you. The number to call, 866 866- Three four truth or 866-348-7884. Uh, lately, I I did an interview on another show with a missionary to kids that had been in church when they were younger. This guy is a missionary to kids kids that grew up in Christian homes but then had fallen away. And the host of this show that I, I was actually producing asked the missionary, "What's the most important thing we would sh- we should share?" about our faith with our children as Christians, and the missionary said, tell them about your walk. Tell them about when you hear his voice. Tell them when he saved your bacon, so to speak. Tell them about your real relationship. Not, you know, Obviously, we're going to tell them to read the Bible. We're going to tell them to pray. We're going to tell them to get in good Christian circles. But how about that one-on-one with Jesus? Well, today you can tell your story. You could encourage someone's faith today across the radio waves by calling in with your story. When did you hear his voice? 866-348-7884. 866 truth And I'm going to open that up this morning to not just a car situation or a trip related. Call and share about anything. When did you hear his voice? Voice. That's the question. 866 34 Truth. Now, of course, it's Jesus' Labor Love Saturday. So we have Vic Hill. He's our volunteer for free car repair labor for single moms and widows. And he'll be calling in at the first break. And also here to help our pair of bills Hmm. or the parable, (laughs) whatever you want to call them. Bill Kratz, our Christian auto mechanic and labor love volunteer. Bill, what have you got for us today?
2: Good morning, Robbie. I was going to share some car shop repair tips on how to pick a, a good car repair shop.
1: How to pick a mechanic, so to speak. How do you pick a, That's right. a good shop from a bad one? And then we have our Christian insurance guy, Bill Mixon, with Nationwide Insurance. Bill, what have you got for us?
3: Halloween Eve, 2002, my wonderful wife took our 12-year-old Hannah to the pediatrician for a follow-up for sinus infection. Around 10 a.m., Jenny called me to say that they were at Baptist Hospital at Brenner's Children's Hospital. Our daughter had leukemia. We heard God's voice many, many times and saw some awesome miracles over the next few months, and I wanted to share that story. Yeah,
1: that's, this is an amazing story, folks. You're certainly going to want to stay tuned to, to hear how God spoke to Bill, mixing our Christian insurance guys through, through that, but we also we want to hear your story eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four and then on our appraisal by the real black book that's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure cry out for discernment lift up our voice for understanding it looked like it was too late for Johnny and actually for me to share Christ with Johnny in the ICU the doctor said he probably won't make it through the night and although I'd worked with Johnny for five years I turned to his best friend Bruce and asked him does Johnny know Jesus? Bruce said he didn't know. So I asked Johnny's wife, Geraldine, uh, Geraldine, does Johnny know Jesus? And she said, I don't know, Robbie. He got mad at the preacher about 20 years ago, and we hadn't been back to church or hardly discussed it since. The question is, did Jesus have Johnny's back? What the still small voice told me, and that's coming up at the end of the show in our appraisal by The Real Black Book. Hi, I'm Robbie Delmore. The Christian Car Guy. 35 years in the retail automobile business, but more importantly, your brother in Christ. The Christian Car Guy Show is changing the way people look at their cars. They need to be paid for. You don't need to go in crazy amounts of debt to buy a car. And we talk a lot about that here on the show. And cars need tender, loving care. How do you keep your car? Well, good news is if you take care of it, it'll last as long as you do. If you see those old tractors, they've been sitting out there since the the 1940s, still running, as I always say. If you'll take care of your car like those farmers, take care of those tractors. Guess what? You won't have to be trading it. And then it needs to be driven safely. We say it every week. Wear your seatbelt. Oh, my word. I got in my truck this week with my son, and guess what? He didn't do. And I immediately said, Robbie, what's up with that? Get your seatbelt on. Are you not in the habit? Uh, It's a scary thought, folks, but the last statistics we have is 80% of the fatalities in this country happen to folks that are not wearing their seatbelt. So, And then also don't speed. If you're following Jesus, as we always say, he is in the car ahead of you, and he would not be going faster than the speed limit. I am telling you. It's estimated Americans waste 96 million gallons of gas a week on speeding. And So that's, that's a little bit of that situation. Of course, this is a live call-in show, so call us with any questions. Certainly we have a wonderfully gifted technician today, And in our insurance guys, so if you have any questions along those lines, comments, don't hesitate. But today, we're really discussing when did Jesus have your back? That still small voice, it whispered in your ear, check your tire pressure. I read this week about a guy who was going to take an airplane over the the Rockies in Colorado. Mm. And he said, I've never had a propeller balanced in my whole life. I never even thought about balancing a propeller, but for some reason, that still small voice spoke to me and said, you know, you ought to have that right propeller balanced. I'm just saying. You get, and, and so he, he w- took it to his technician. He said, I wish you would balance that right propeller. Well, about two hours later, he gets a call back from that technician. Wow, good call on the balanced propeller. Uh, the, the nose cone was cracked. And had you taken off like that, that nose cone could have come loose, flown right through the windshield or flipped off part of the propeller bill you used to be an airplane technician yep
2: Yep. the spinner is a very critical part of that propeller and they do crack and they come apart and it's not
1: a good scene so when did that still small voice talk to you you really really don't hold back on your calls today folks we have lines open we would love to hear your story again what a chance you have to testify how jesus is impacted your personal life and guess what it will impact thousands. Eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four eight six six three four truth. Now also, of course, it's the Jesus Labor Love Saturday where we talk about their volunteers. We have across the country free car repair labor for single moms and widows. And it's not just on the first Saturday of the month and every that we do the repairs. Now we do them throughout the month. You go to ChristianCarGuy.com, and there you click on that big page that says Jesus, Labor, Love, and you can fill out a form, and we will set you up at one of the places that we have that does this work like Bill Kratz here in the Winston-Salem area. We had some out-of-towners this month, and and uh, Vic is going to talk about those in the second segment out in Kentucky and New Mexico and, and all sorts of places the Jesus Labor to Love program, all there at christiancarguy.com, as well as you can see a neat picture about the still small voice that I posted there this morning. And <laughs> there's a whole article about four days late but right on time, a real story behind Johnny Hendricks that I'm going to tell in our praise of the Real Black Book today. It's all there at christiancarguy.com. Now, while Bill, yes, you're saying that how many times a day do you think that that still small voice helps you? with that difficult you got this problem, man. You cannot figure out what's wrong with that Jaguar. He's
2: constantly there. He's constantly in the back, working me, talking (laughs) to me. I mean, not only with business decisions on how to do things in the business, but on car repairs also. Sometimes you'll get a car and you just cannot figure out why it's doing what it's doing. Sometimes you have to step back and walk around a little bit and let him talk to you and all of a sudden out of blue will be you need to check this. And it's like that doesn't make any sense. But you know, my I've learned. I've learned. I go and check it. Sure enough, he gives me guidance all the time. Being saved, I mean, it, it, you had to tune into it. I'm, I'm still tuning into it, and
1: I miss it sometimes. Bill, you're doing it. You're working up an insurance quote for somebody. Have you ever had it happen where you all of a sudden, wow, you ought to talk to this guy about life insurance, or you ought to talk to this guy about accident forgiveness, <laughs> 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 or something that, that it really came through?
3: What? There's certainly times that somebody will come in and we'll be working on uh, aspect to their insurance and I will realize that there's something more important going on in their life and we'll ask a, uh, an open ended question and, and find out that uh, their sister just passed away or that they were having business problems or uh, that something really substantial was going on that, they needed someone to talk to. uh, It's opened up a few opportunities to share faith and even lead people to Christ. All right.
1: When have you heard that still small voice? You call us right after the break. We'll come to you. 866-348-7884. That's still small voice. You know, you've heard it. Call us. 866 34
4: to me. Don't ever give your heart away. And so I simply must obey my intuition.
1: My That's intuition. still small voice. When did Jesus whisper in your ear? When did he have your back? What did he save your bacon on? That's what we're talking about today on The Christian Car Guy. Maybe you were just trying to f- find that Wrench that you had put in the wrong And finally said, you know, maybe I ought to stop and pray because I just not getting it done the, the good old fashioned way. And then you go, aha, I left it right there. I don't know what your story may be, but I know you got one and I know you're dying to share it. You call us 866 348 7884. 34 Truth. We got Ben in Raleigh, North Carolina. Ben, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning.
5: Hi.
1: What you got for us? The
5: still, the still small voice was, uh, right now, I'm driving to uh, work and decide I'd never turn the radio on. I turn the radio on and flip through the channels and I get your station. And <laughs> the still small voice is for me to give you uh, my testimony in under 60 seconds. So, essentially, I've been church since I was seven years old. I don't know, somebody out there, I guess, needs to hear this story, but <clears throat> all my life, I was married 20 years, my first marriage, church since I was seven, have six children from that first marriage. Uh, But all my life I was always practiced a little tiny bit of divination. But I left my marriage and my six children to totally immerse myself in witchcraft and paganism. And I did that for 13 years until God yanked me out of that almost three and a half years ago Yanked me out of that hard, real hard. I was in Pennsylvania. I came here to take care of my mother, who's still alive, and she lives with me and independent. But the point is, I was a pract- I, I got involved in tarot cards, uh, all kinds of historical, pagan, way back, whatever. I, I taught it. I was an entertainer for it. And I was totally immersed in it, went to all kinds of rituals. I've seen a lot, done a lot, and God yanked me out of that and saved my life. And one thing I have learned from it is how to lightly talk to people that are under Satan's influence in a very hard manner. And he had me, and he had me good until God took the reins and got me out of it. That's the story that I, that the still small voice told me to share with you.
1: Well, Ben, that is a, a huge blessing. And I've shared before on the air that I myself was involved in Scientology years and years and years ago. So I I, know I, I, well, I share that pain. You know about that.
5: I, I, I know it fairly well. I don't know it as well as you do, but I know it fairly well. And And like many, all of the world's religions, I, I've been to Buddhist monasteries. I've been to uh, Catholic monasteries that 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 are no offense to any Catholics, but they were practicing uh, Reiki, which is which is a form of uh, uh, of <laughs> satanic, uh, you know, bringing down the light and trying to heal people. You know, it well, wow. just don't work.
1: Well, Ben, can you just briefly not briefly if it's long, I work good. I mean. I would love to know how when you say God yanked you out of that, how can you just tell a little bit of how he yanked you?
5: Yeah, well, I left I was living in California, moved to Pennsylvania, met I got involved in online tarot card readings, met a witch, moved in with her essentially in Pennsylvania, drove cross country, left everything. Lived with her for almost ten years to the day. I mean, that was just uh, ten years to the day. I'm not kidding. And uh, essentially, uh, several months, uh, maybe a year before I left, I, I knew something was 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 weird. And uh, she met her first boyfriend, uh, and she was starting to, you know, have a little thing with him on the side. And and I confirmed it a couple of months before I ended up leaving. And I it was convenient. God opened a door for me to leave on a weekend. I was not yet accepting God. It's kind of sort of praying, and I had a friend of mine who's associate pastor down in Louisiana, uh, about 100 miles north of New Orleans, associate pastor of a church down there that I met on a chess club, uh, uh internet chess, uh, live chess game. And uh uh, his name was Wayne, and, and and he prayed for me, and because uh, I told him what was happening, and uh, I left on a weekend that everybody was gone. I I had an opportunity to leave in peace because it was a lot of anger, always every day, a lot of cussing out, a lot of anger, a lot of really vehement uh, anger, and um, I left on a weekend. It took me two days to drive ten hours from Pennsylvania to. North Carolina, and I had opportunity to go to relatives in California, a relative in Ohio, a friend of mine in Amarillo, Texas, even Wayne asked, said he could come to Louisiana. And I opted to come to Greensboro to take care of my mom, who was living by herself, uh, 49 years old, starting all over. And I came down, and I cried almost the whole way was acting up, made it. I cried and prayed, and I said, you know, I give up. I give up, God. You know, I said I gave up before, but I think, you know, I give up now. I was crying and praying the whole way. It took me two days. I made it. And after that, uh, I about six, eight months later, I, I met a godly woman in Raleigh.
1: Well, Ben, i got to ask, because, you know, this is and an amazing am, story. Man. I'm so, so thankful you called in today. Is your mom a believer?
5: Yes, sir. She doesn't go to the same church. I do. But my uh, a pastor that I counseled with out in a small town in Garner, uh, I told him my testimony. And I said, because I've always heard that God doesn't listen to unbelievers' prayers except for repentance and true belief. And I true. never believe that. <laughs> and, and he told me, he said he doesn't hear your, he didn't hear your prayers. But he, I can tell you, whatever church your mama goes to, she's a Christian. Yeah, because she prayed for you every day. That's I what said, I was going to yeah, say.
1: Did. I'm going to, bet that that uh, that your mother was praying for you on your way down there. Not to mention, I I would disagree with that pastor because I prayed before I was a Christian, and no doubt can talk about the still small voice talking to me before that happened. But nonetheless, I know wow. that God. That still small voice told you to call into this radio show this morning, Ben, because you blessed lots of folks. I assure you,
5: paganism doesn't work. I'm going to tell you that's just the bottom line. I have talked to,
1: and I would be I, Ben. I would be so honored. I got to run, but I would be so honored if you would go to my website christiancarguy.com and email me, so I would have you as a resource for anybody who ever has people that are involved in that who might need a link to somebody who can help him talk to a relative. want to put me on hold to get me back to your secretary. I will do that. Friend. God bless you, Ben. Thank you so much. Thanks. I really, really appreciate you calling in. That was huge. All right, we got Dale is in Kentucky. He's been hanging on forever. Dale, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Or good, she's morning. Been, good morning. Uh, yeah, oh, good morning. Oh, it just got you right before the break, Dale. I'm sorry. We're going to have to go to this break. But when we come back, we got Dale... We're going to hear from her. We got Vic Hill. We, we didn't get to him. And we got another caller. All sorts of stuff. But you call us with your story. When did you hear God's voice? 866-348-7884. A lot more Christian Car Guy show coming up. Did you hear God's voice? When did Jesus have your back? When did He tell you how to get it done or maybe keep you out of danger? Sometimes He tells me to step on in and fight that battle. This is the one I've set you up for. You call us 866 truth 866 348 We'd love to hear from you. We got Dell is in Kentucky, he's been hanging on forever. Dell, you're on the Christian hey, Car Guy Show. Good morning.
4: Uh, I wanted to tell you the time uh, I was baptized when I was nine years old, and then I got married and I had a child. And I was sitting in church one day, and uh, at that time they were asking any sinners, any backsliders or whatever. So I thought it was a backslider. So um, I went up front and I knelt, and this was not a small, still voice. It was loud. It was <laughs> he was in the room, and so he cool. said. You have never been saved. And that shook my foundation. And all I could do was throw up both hands and ask Jesus to save me. And at that moment, it was like weight went from my feet all the way up to my hands that were raised. And I had no more strength. I was just, I was on the floor. Right now, I want to tell you I'm 71. And he has been good to me. And I just thank him because he could have, as the song said, he could have let me drown, but he didn't. He took me in, and that's my story. That's what I wanted to tell today.
3: Hallelujah! <laughs>
4: Thanks Absolutely, so much. Absolutely, Dale.
1: God bless you. Thank you so right. much. I know you encouraged many today well, with I that story. So. I, I know, so. I know you did. Well, she encouraged me. If nobody else, I know that. <laughs> well, what's your story, when did you hear God's still small voice? We would love to hear from you. 866 348 7884. Bill, uh, this story with your daughter, I know a lot of listeners have stayed tuned just to hear what happened with your daughter in the leukemia.
3: Well, my, my daughter had an earache, and uh, my wife took her to the pediatrician, and the pediatrician gave him something new, fancy, and my wife, for a week, talked about how he should just put her on the amoxicillin. A week of that, I finally said, darling, just take her back. Just take her back. So that morning, she had a, uh, an appointment to see the doctor. And about 10 o'clock, I get a phone call. And Joni said, we're at Baptist Hospital. And I said, no, darling, you're at the pediatrician. She says, hush, I know where I am. We're at Baptist Hospital. The pediatrician sent us here. Our daughter has leukemia. Well, those of you that have children can imagine how your world gets rocked. And I started praying. And the first scripture that came to mind, that still small voice was, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I felt some strength. And the second scripture that came to mind while I was praying on the phone was that with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, lift up your request to God. And the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and mind in christ jesus and i was able to breathe again and the the peace was settling in and the next verse that came to my mind was i am chosen and holy and dearly loved by god and in a way that's hard to explain i heard inside me a voice that said yes And we know that Hannah is chosen and holy and dearly loved by God. And if this be true, we know God did not give her this cancer, nor does he want her to have this cancer, have peace. And I was able to say to my wife, darling, you tell Hannah we will get through this, that uh, there's no point to worry, that we will do what needs to be done and that God is looking after us. And I hung the phone up. And at that moment, I remembered the day before. Yeah, Men, you ever been sitting and you just could not get comfortable and that back pocket was just bigger than it needed to be? So you pull the wallet out and you start trying to figure out what you can get rid of. Well, the day before that had happened and I'd gone through my wallet and one of the things I looked at was my health insurance card. And I turned it over and in big, bold letters, it said, You must you must call this number before you check into a hospital. So the day before, I'd gone on their webpage, Celtic-net.com, because I said to myself, what happens if you're in an ambulance? How does this work? Well, I found their claims page, and I was amazed that you could email questions to them, and I found a little footnote that said, in emergencies, you've got a little bit of time. But because I remembered that from the day before I called that number, and I talked to a nice young lady and I said, Susie, our, our doctors who's in network sent my daughter to a hospital we assume is in network and my card says that we needed to check with you. And she said, don't worry, all's fine. So I got in the car and I drove to the hospital. We have just the most wonderful hospital, Brenner Hospital and part, uh, is part of Baptist, the Baptist Network. And I get up to this really, really nice room Um, my daughter's in the bed throwing up a good deal, and my wife's sitting there with her head down, and we did some praying. And, yeah, yeah, I'm an auto insurance agent. We don't think like most people. So I got on the phone right after that and called the billing department, and I said, look, I need to make sure of two things. I want you to call my health insurance company. One is, this is uh, Halloween's Eve, and my policy renews in a month, December 1st. Does this mean I have a $1,000 deductible for November and then another $1,000 deductible December 1st? And by the way, make sure that we're in network. Well, we had a an interesting weekend and Monday came along and I called the phone number and said, you were going to research some things for me. And they said, we've got bad news and worse. You've got a $2,000 deductible. And they're telling us you're going to have to relocate to Duke Hospital in Durham. Well, I'm looking out the window of this wonderful room, and I can almost make out the church steeple of our church. And I'm thinking, you know, it was a seven-minute ride in from my home, and I'm seven minutes away from my office. And upstairs there's actually a room where I can get on the Internet. And I was just thinking how this was just the, the most perfect place to have to go through an awful, awful experience. And, uh, hung the phone up and said, darling, um, I, I need to let you know that we're being told we're going to have to relocate to, uh, Duke hospital for this medical bill to be covered. And she says, well, I've prayed about this and, uh, your, your daughter, our daughter is comfortable where she is. And we like the doctors and the nurses are wonderful. And, um, We're going to stay. And I said, Darling, you don't understand. This is a $700,000 medical bill, and in Durham, they're going to pay most of it, and here, they're not going to pay anything. (laughs) And she said, I do understand. I'm telling you that we're going to stay. And I, the world started shaking just a little bit, and I'm walking out of the hospital, and three verses come to mind. And the first verse is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And the second verse was with prayer and petition. And the third verse was that I'm chosen and holy. And I'm feeling a lot better, but it's a long seven-minute drive to my office. And I'm sitting there at my desk. And the second phone, phone call was a, a very dear friend of mine. And David, David said, how are you? And I mumbled something. And he says, man, I I couldn't understand that. How are you? I said, David, you don't want to know how I'm doing. And this good Christian brother said, I wouldn't ask you if I didn't want to know how you were doing. Well, I shared to him what the situation was. And he says, take out a pencil and a piece of paper. I said, yes, sir. He says, write down single case patient negotiation." I said, well, what do I do with that? He says, well, you remember I'm a vice president of the health insurance company. I said, yes, sir. You, you graduated Wake Forest and have done a great deal in the field. But what do I do with this? He says, well, when you get a call, if the health insurance company or the hospital says, is there anything we can do for you, you read those words to them And they won't realize it, but they can go research it and find out they can set a group insurance plan up with one patient, one hospital, and one health insurance company if they choose to. Well, I thanked them and I prayed, and a small voice says, library. We've got a wonderful, wonderful library here. And I called the library and I said, I need the president's name of Celtic Insurance. And while they were owned, the phone researching that for me i pulled up my email and there's an email from celtic insurance telling me that they understood that i checked in that i shouldn't worry but that i was out of network and would have to relocate and the email was from sally j at celtic-net.com and i said i wonder if all their email is that simple last name first initial and then the the phone comes uh, alive and the person from the library says James Daly is the president of Celtic insurance well I hung the phone up and I prayed and I wrote one of the sweetest letters you can imagine to the president of Celtic insurance and I put a picture of my daughter on it and I explained to him that I just knew that such a wonderful company would be able to find some way to help me well the next morning at 9 a.m sharp I get a phone call from a Mr. Rippy. And Mr. Rippey says, uh, Mr. Mixon, this is Mr. Rippey, vice president in charge of claims for Celtic insurance. I was having breakfast with the president of the company this morning, and he asked me to personally call and see if there was anything we can do for you. But before you say anything, I need to explain to you that the hospital you're in, we have no arrangements with, we have no contracts with, and you need to relocate to Duke Hospital in Durham that there's no way around this. And I said, well, I do appreciate your call, and I want to make sure I heard you correctly. Did you say that Mr. Daly asked you to call to see if there was anything you can do for me? He says, yes, sir. I said, do you have a pencil and a piece of paper? <laughs> well, long story shorter... He said, said uh, well, let me get back to you. And he got back to me and he says, well, as of right now, we're going to approve for you to stay at the hospital for a certain period of time. You can at least get through the first treatment phase and we can assess the situation then. Well, many, 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 many miracles happened. One of my favorite was that my daughter said that she wanted to graduate from the, um, with her class And she told the doctors, and the doctors said, There's just no way. I mean, you're going to be given a treatment. We're going to knock out your immune system, and we're going to have to fight you back to a place where we can give you the second, third, and fourth treatment. Well, they let us go home, which was unusual under the circumstances. One time she got sick in that entire process. The second to the last chemo treatment came along, and it was a little mild maintenance type thing. And then it kicked her, and it kicked her hard. And it was about as, her body reacted about as strong as one of the first chemo treatments. And they ended up walking in and saying, Darling, you've reacted to this treatment so strong, we've decided to let you skip the last chemo treatment. And she got out just in time to make, make her graduation with her class. But we saw many, many, many miracles through that process, and God small.
1: And she recovered, and today she's at UNCG.
3: Well, actually she's at, actually, she's at Baptist Hospital doing an internship, helping people get through their difficult health situations.
1: Wow. The still small voice. That's what we're talking about today here on The Christian Car Guy. We have got to get an update from Vic Hill out here on our Labor Love Program, but we'd love to hear from you, eight six six three four 34 truth 866-348-7884. Vic, amazing show. Uh, these people calling in, and, and, t- and uh, Bill's story, we've been holding on you a long time. I appreciate you hanging on.
0: Are you talking to me, Robbie?
1: I am. You're. A vi- <laughs> I know you've been holding on forever.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, but I've been enjoying this program today.
1: Isn't it amazing how God works through that still, small voice?
0: Fantastic.
1: And we've been getting some calls lately, or we've been getting emails from people a little further away from home needing help, and you've been helping them out.
0: Yes, we have. Uh, Normally, it's, you know, right around your radio station, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, uh, and some in Virginia. But we've been getting uh, folks that need some help in Iowa recently, Uh, first time for me, uh, and Kentucky.
1: Yeah, Chips Auto Service in Kentucky.
0: Yeah. So it's spreading out. But I've got a question for you, Robbie, that I got you on the phone. When I'm talking to these ladies, it seems like a lot of their problems come from lack of maintenance. Has anyone ever done a clinic uh, over Greensboro, Way or someplace, one of these fellows that help us out during the month, uh, just to show people how to check oil, what happens when they overfill the oil or overfill power steering?
2: Hey Vic, can you hear me? This is Bill. I yeah, was Bill. I was looking to do something like that. It was going to be called a lunch and learn and Robbie knows about what I'm talking about because he was gonna, he was going to do something like that with me.
1: So, I'll revisit that, but I don't know if anybody does clinics right now. You know, uh, Vic, we can we can expand on that, but we're talking about the Labor of Love, it's free car repair for single moms and widows across the country that have a real need. You can go to ChristianCarGuy.com and click on the Labor Love page to find out more about that. We're going to expand on that idea, Vic, and we're going to find out about Johnny Hendricks. we got another caller. we got a lot going on. we got to get in this show, but thank you for listening. It's been a great show thus far. Hopefully, it'll finish even stronger. Welcome back to the Christian Car Guys show today. That still small voice. When did it keep you out of trouble? That's what we're doing. We're going to move on to our appraisal by the real black book. That's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure. Cry out for discernment. Lift up our voice for understanding. Well, have you ever tried to figure out how to witness to someone at work with, that you work with every day, but they don't seem to think to care a thing about your faith? Well, you may be shocked to find out they do care about your faith. Well, Johnny he was that for me, and at the time of this story, I had worked with Johnny for five years, and he was a great car salesman, and although he dana- donated money to the Christian Businessmen's Committee for us to get started, he never came to Bible study. Anytime we'd mention faith, he seemed to walk out of the room, but then came a divine appointment, which, by the way, I totally messed up back in July 2003. He stuck his head in my, his off in my office and asked, hey, Robbie, can I speak to you a minute? You know, one of those things. And he came in and announced to me that he had been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, which I thought, man, that's tough. But I've I've had cancer, I've survived. You know, it's going to be okay, Johnny. I'll pray for you. You know, kind of thing. And I really didn't take time because when I said that and kind of cut him off, you could see the dejection in his eyes. It was that time he was ready to hear about my faith. But for whatever reason, I wasn't prepared to give him the reason for the hope that was in me, you know? So it wasn't long after that, unfortunately, he went in to have his pancreas out and I got a desperate call from his wife that night at the hospital and said they didn't think that Johnny was going to make it. He had slipped into a coma. Could I please hurry over to the hospital and my wife and I get there? And the doctor called us right in and we started to speak with her, speak with them and his best friend was there and his wife, and I asked his best friend, did Johnny know Jesus? And his best friend said, you know, Robbie, I don't know. As I asked his wife, does, does Johnny know Jesus? And his wife said, Robbie, we had a fight with a preacher 20 years ago, and Johnny had not been back to church. And, and you know, I, I really don't know. So I started praying. And all through the night, Johnny made it through the night. The next morning, I actually had to go to work. And a place I normally prayed, I stopped and I said, Lord, if there's any way, any way that you could give Johnny more time, I promise, I promise, I promise that I will talk to him about you. If he doesn't know you, I'll introduce you. And, you know, just please. Well, day two went by. Day three went by. They even talked about pulling the plug. But then day, day four came. <laughs> And Johnny woke up and straight in the bed kind of like Adrian in the movie Rocky three, 2 or whatever it was where she said win. But now I had another problem. So I started praying, to God, how do I witness to this guy? How do I reach? I've, I've never known how to reach him. It's, it's a difficult situation. And God told me that still small voice, Robbie, he's a car salesman. And to a car salesman, a deal is a deal. And I thought, whoa. So I went into Johnny's room and I said, Johnny, I made a deal with God. And Johnny said, what kind of deal did you make with God, Robbie? <laughs> and I said, I made a deal that if, I would, if, you would, if he would give you more time, that I would share Christ with you. Well, he said, you better get to it. And the next thing you know, we started through the Gospel of John. And when we were doing the, he's the bread of life, I'm the good shepherd. But when we got to the resurrection, Johnny when I left after teaching that day, his sister brought the record three days, I mean, four days late, but right on time by the Gathers, and he realized that that was him, that he'd been the resurrection, and a pastor, of friend of mine, just happened to come over, and Johnny got saved shortly, actually, before he died a few weeks later, but it was an interesting thing. I'd known Johnny for five years, but for the first time ever, he was my brother.
4: to the Lord. I need you now, but he has not appeared. Friend, don't be discouraged.
1: listening to the Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.